Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stolzfus, and I am here in Colorado on the opener of turkey season. Woohoo! It's finally here. I'm here with my daughter, Avery, and we're actually sitting in a pickup. Um, and in the driver's seat is Donnell, and then Lisa is in the passenger seat in front of me, and Avery and I are in the back. Guys, what an awesome morning. It was amazing. It yeah. was. Avery got the job done. Avery did. That, but before we get to that, okay, okay. I want to talk about Kansas because I didn't get a chance to do a podcast because I was kind of by myself and it seems silly to do a podcast <laughs> by yourself. So I, I want to share with you guys real quick. Uh, I had a chance to hunt in Kansas, kind of an impromptu area or impromptu hunt in uh, an area that we uh, deer hunt. My buddy, Phil Francone, um, and my one of my best friends, Travis McKenzie, his family farm is right next to Phil's. So Phil and I have been partnering up and doing a bunch of land management together. And I actually had some business in St. Louis and uh, had gone out there early to hunt um, the Missouri Youth Opener with Levi, uh, my buddy A.R.'s son. And I uh, love, love hunting with him. He killed a nice bird. And... Uh, if you listen to that podcast, it was quite exciting. Well, on my way back, I needed to stop at the farm and take some soil samples because we're going to be doing some killer food plots there. And uh, then that storm hit and they closed I-70. So I couldn't um. even get home. So um, I actually, it, it, the wind was just whipping. It was like 40 mile per hour winds. But I set up some blinds because I knew I was going to have to spend the night and uh, was able to slip into a blind yesterday morning. And uh, had some turkeys gobbling, probably 200 yards away in the in the woods. And I was just out on the edge of a uh, a field, but it's kind of an opening where we plant a food plot. And uh, there's a little two track that goes on into the to the woods. And I knew those turkeys those the turkeys had roosted in there the night before. And it, you know, it's one of those things that you dream about where it's just light enough cameras are now working and okay it's it's the morning is coming alive deer are moving you know that whole picturesque mm-hmm. you think of turkey season right the serengeti wakes up yeah exactly and i look up and there's a tom coming right for me and he's all by himself and i had made a couple of clucks and you know a couple soft purrs just i just wanted to know i was here and uh and he read the script and he came in and I had put the decoys pretty close to my blind because I I wanted him to come across an opening um, rather than go out into the middle of the opening so I I hugged the decoys close to me and here he came and he gobbled like four times on the other side of the little opening and then as he kept coming he did the old s pattern and he's spitting and drumming and fan and I mean I'm just enjoying it just filming and and uh and then he's next thing I know, he's two yards from the blind, uh, attacking my Jake decoy, <laughs> and um, I—he's so close I can't get him in focus. And I'm running a GoPro, running the camera. I got my bow, and that's a lot of things to think <laughs> that's about. That's a lot of moving parts, right? And so the f- footage is horrible, but you can hear him just attacking, and then I end up uh, getting, uh, kind of getting. I'm so close. I get him in as focused as I can, and I come to draw, and I, I shoot him in the head at two yards. <laughs> wow. So it was pretty awesome. But uh, but then the roads cleared, 
and I was able to get back home last night about 5:30 or so and and of course we have had this on the docket since uh, the Co- the Colorado Springs uh Sportsman and Boat show that we sat down and did the last podcast yep. with you two and kind of made this plan that we wanted to do that this weekend and and uh last year we had a great hunt we did not kill a bird but we oh we had so much fun we had a good time so we <laughs> wanted to do it again yep so Avery what time do we get up this morning 3.30. Well, you had a, a dance last night, too. Yeah. How was that? It was really fun, but... but it was an early morning. Early morning and late night. So. Yeah. Did you tell your friends you had to you had to go on a turkey hunt? No they probably thought that was pretty, cra- pretty wild. Mm-hmm. She has some amazing friends, though, and they all... Uh, matter of fact, one of her friends, Shelby, has actually gone and sat in a turkey blind with us. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. here's, here's how crazy this is. Shelby, which she barrel races and stuff, so she's an outdoors. I mean, she's tough. She's, she's a lot of fun. But I was actually going to go. I snuck out of the blind because I was checking to see these toms have been strutting in this field. And we were kind of set up in this. You know how you see where they strut. You know, right. you can go when it's uh, dry earth, you can see where they drag their wings. Right. And it was just this strut zone. So I'd pop this blind up there a week before this. And it had. Ju- it was kind of like this morning. It had just snowed. So I snuck out around and to see if these toms were strutting a little, you know, probably 200 yards around this, this tree, tree row. And then as I'm coming back, I come around the corner and there's two hens right out in front of them in our decoys oh wow and i'm like oh no there's gonna be a, a tom's gonna come out and i'm not there and to run camera and right you know avery's gonna got her had her bow at the time and <laughs> anyway um they work off and i don't see a tom so i sneak back in there I said, hey, did you see those turkeys? They were playing a game. They never saw the oh, turkeys. Wow. <laughs> had their head down. They had their head down. They were playing we a game. We didn't see them. Way to go. But anyway, that was fun. Well, they come in quiet, you know, so that's an example of them just coming in quiet and just doing their thing. Well, you guys, let's talk a little bit about hunting divas and this property and and kind of set the scene where we're at, and then we'll talk through this morning. So Lisa and I are part of Hunting Divas. We're actually a brand new 501c3. We've been doing this for a very long time, but we're finally officially a nonprofit. But um, Lisa had reached out to uh, a man that we'll rename. We'll, we'll keep him anonymous just for the show. Is that okay? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but she reached out to him, and uh, he had been working with Parks and Wildlife with Jim Bolger, and Jim Bolger passed away. Right. And Jim Bolger was a very dear friend of Lisa and mine, and it's just really cool how this is a common friend. And uh, so once Jim passed away, he wanted to find another nonprofit and work with them exclusively so he'd have one point of contact just to be able to bring in, just like Avery, a brand-new Colorado turkey hunter, or we're, tomorrow we're men entering uh, to 16-year-old twins, you know, that haven't shot a bird yet. So that's what he wants to work with, not somebody who's already shot 10 birds or whatever. So, right. um, Lisa, what would you say? Anything you'd add to that? No, I think you, you nailed it. I meant we just reached out to him and told him um, what our, our um, dream was and how we like to mentor children and women. And he was on the same page and we know that he could lease this land for a lot of money for whitetail and deer and he doesn't he doesn't want to do that he wants to give back and 
he knows that that's what we want to do too because we want to give back also that's why we're mentoring and, and taking people out um to, so they can experience it and hopefully see something and hear something like we did today. We heard Goblin right off the bat, yeah. lots of lots of clucking and and it's it's exciting when those new hunters can at least hear and see things for the first time. Now they probably won't get to hunt something like this all their life because you know it'll be a little harder some other places. But boy, it sure was fun this morning. Yeah, we we had two ladies in Cabela's two days ago. We were setting up our display, and and one's the marketing manager, and another lady that works there. And they said, you know, how do how do you get started? Like, how do we do it? They don't even have hunter safety. We said, well, you know, you have to get hunter safety. And uh, as as it turns out, they went ahead and got their tags. We did the apprentice, which as long as your first year, you can actually hunt with somebody who's a you know somebody that's a seasoned hunter and so we're going to apprentice them and they're going to be I think that's a great program mm-hmm. and I really I, I really think that that is a phenomenal way to do it to put somebody who's so brand new but but kind of make them have to hunt with somebody who has some experience right yeah they were so excited Trevon um, so they come over and they're like talking to us at the map display because we're a vendor in Cabela's and they're like we don't even know where to get started and and, and both Tonnell and I go, well, we can help you with that. Again, she said, we said Hunter's Education, but it dawned on us we could do an apprentice. And before, within, I don't know, 15 minutes of talking to them, they were up at the counter buying their tag, and, and they got it because they each have CID numbers because they fish. And uh, for this first year, they can go with seasoned hunters and go out in the field. And, and in the meantime, they're going to be working on their um, hunter safety. Hunter safety. So right. they'll be here next so, Wednesday. And like us. I said, one's well, the marketing awesome. manager of Cabela's, and the other is one of, has a position at Cabela's. Uh, which Cabela's? The Lone uh, Tree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lone Tree. Mm-hmm. So she's the marketing manager, ma- manager mm-hmm. for that store. Mm-hmm. Now, I was in the Thornton store, and one of the other managers, a gentleman. Um, he, Jake? I, I, he came from Bass Pro. Um, it's Tom. Uh, oh, Tom Dean? Or uh, he, he, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, he's not the manager, but he's he, he anyway. He worked there, and and he's uh, uh, optics man, man. Anyway, he started talking to me. He was wants to to get into bow hunting. Now he's hunted, right? But he ha- he's just intimidated, and so I I kind of told him. I said the first thing you do is is you just need to get with somebody. You need, right. it, it's it cuts it's overwhelming. It to cuts start. the yeah. learning curve so dramatically if you will get with somebody who has some experience exactly and can and you know so i think that's great i think that's awesome how many people will you bring out to a property like this because i know you guys just finished your um you you had a ladies in the wild type of thing Mm -hmm. where you brought quite a few ladies out to your southern colorado ranch and we we, we taught them how to how to call in elk and turkey yeah yeah. And, and Wayne Carlton made us a decoy, so we actually have our own diaphragm decoy now, uh, Hunting Divas, and it's got our logo on it. And uh, we took the ladies down there and did a lot of one-on-one with them, but we also took them out and called in birds, and it was a lot of fun. And, and you know, Wayne said to me, he said, you learn a lot more when you're not hunting because you're you're not sitting there trying to grab for your what you know your gun or your your bow you're actually just calling and interacting with them and watching their reaction so it was i'd never done that before 
Wow. So that was a lot yeah. of fun. So um, we complained enough to Wayne about the diaphragms that he makes that they're too big. We said we know we have big mouths, but we have small palates. Right. right. So um, we said, could we? Could you make it a little smaller for us ladies? And the and the thing is, is tons of men have had the same issue, so they want it smaller too. So we obviously sell to either one. But he made this the Hunt and Divas one that Donnell's talking about di- right. the diaphragm, a Wayne Carlton diaphragm called Hunt and Divas. So. So that's an issue I've had. Now, part of it is the frame, the exactly. metal frame is just too big. Um, so what, and then one thing that I started doing is cutting down the tape. Right. Um, right. And the moment, you know, I always had issue with elk and, um, and, and turkeys. I always had a little issue. Why can't I get it? Why can't I make this specific sound? Because I was getting blow through, but yet I could, if I was putting a lot of pressure, I could get it to seal. Um, but when I was trying the quieter stuff, I would, well, somebody told me, hey, just trim it for your mouth. I right. didn't even, I right. didn't even think of that because I'm like, I just bought this. Call. Right. I don't want to go take scissors to it, but that's what I do now. Yeah, so he made the tape smaller on ours, but he's now working on the actual metal frame, making it smaller as well. Right. So he's actually working on a face, too. So. But, the, but the, it's like anything, Trevon, um, from a diaphragm call to a, a gun to a bow. I mean, you kind of have to tailor it for yourself. Right. And I mean, every gun that I've ever bought, I literally, before I shoot it, practically go to the gunsmith and tell him to take some butt off of it just so it'll fit me better. Right. And so I, I would say the same thing, even down to a small call. You know, they make a generic one kind of across the board one one right. size fits all well we know that we're not all one size right. and so that i mean what you did yeah. a lot of people do yeah now, um I, I it just makes a big difference especially for kids um you know you have kids that can fight through that and stuff but if you can get it to fit properly that's going to help you with the gag reflex it's not going to you know it's going to get up in the top of the mouth versus start to slide back which causes the gag reflex so yeah that's great that's awesome you guys have uh um you're doing also the uh the the hunt data yep and you've been doing that for a long 27 time. Twenty-seven years. Yeah. We used to be uh, big game CD, which is right with with all the statistics and and just being able to to strategize and get into really more successful areas and get under subscribe tags and save your points and it's helped me tremendously. Like I mean, I shot five big game last year, six the the year before. Just being able to maybe pick up one of those leftover tags or or uh, do an under subscribe. Right. And there's a lot of ways to hunt smarter, you know, to get in those areas right. that are more successful. So. Right. All right, Avery. It's time to talk yes. about your story. <laughs> Tell us about this morning. First of all, I want you to set the scene. What was it like when we pulled up here? It was dark. It was dark. And very a lot, cold. A lot, lot more snow than it, there is right now. It's melting off pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, there's probably three inches maybe. Mm-hmm. And we we didn't have to walk very far. We only had to walk about... 300 yards or something like that and we put up a second blind so you could have your own blind and then me donna and lisa had our own blind Mm -hmm. we had we had the party party blind the party blind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the 360 blind which was super cool yep and then uh, right away, well, not right away, but we'd gotten settled, mm-hmm. put the decoys out, and uh, the, you guys knew this area because you already had a blind there to get the turkeys mm-hmm. used to it. So just we just kind of 
collapsed one side and slid that blind in and I use these little clips and it just kind of seals it so then I can take one camera and video you which is what I want to mm -hmm. do I wanted to video that interaction of you guys but then on the flip side I want to be able to um, have enough room so that I can make sure I can get the different angles right and right. it helps when you don't have a lot of people and a lot of junk in the blind you can you're not in the way of the shooter you're not, you know and you guys could concentrate just on calling and taking care you know keeping her calm or mm -hmm. or warm or uh hot, hot chocolate, chocolate you know hot chocolate. and i didn't get on fire she you didn't did me on fire this year. you did really good lisa i'm so proud of you <laughs> she went to elk chocolate making 101 that's right well I, like i told uh, avery i said we've all seen um hunger games i just thought you know girl on fire when she comes out right. and this was girl on fire for, so. for those of you who didn't listen to the earlier podcast with uh, the hunting divas with danelle and Lisa, where we retold the story last year here. I'll be real brief. Lisa, not once, but twice, tipped over her jet boil and uh, basically started a uh, bonfire in the middle of the of the blind. Um, so that was quite exciting and quite funny. So Yeah, when you have a jet boil and the water starts to shake on top of a, a lid of a of a bucket it may fall off fyi to any listeners <laughs> and when it falls off that shoots that gas up to the local buddy's leg whoever you're in I'm there i'm just thankful i didn't have product in my hair yeah. i would have been a michael jackson you know <laughs> yes because that i saying. mean that was a pretty big flame it wasn't I, I still want to see that footage yeah, yeah. well it you will uh, we're probably gonna uh Put together last year's and this year's footage, you know, um, and and that, that will be fun. That. Something. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see. I that. think your viewers might like that one. Yeah. I certainly do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. Um, I've, I've said, I've told many people if a cameraman would just follow us around. We, we do all kinds you, of stupid <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. You guys uh, are definitely, definitely enjoy being out here and being out here together i think that's uh that's important you know um you got to be able to put up with the people but i can tell you trevon i wanted to say something to the earlier because i'm always i'm always in a teaching moment for people are listening we haven't actually ever um hunted this area this like this on this side we've been on this property three years now and we've never hunted this side it's our um, first time on, on the, where we were and the way this we morning. picked it um the owner came out with me and you know there's sandbars all over so it's it's like pick a sandbar but what we did is we walked around and we we picked the sandbar or we picked an area that we could see there was turkey tracks and they were strutting already and it had a lot of action and that's what we tell people in our classes you know when you're out there scouting you find a place where they're they're visiting and i think i told you this early on this didn't appear to me even when we picked it it isn't a place they come off the roost and come right away it's somewhere they come during the day right and i think that we saw that because we heard them clear out there and all of a sudden they start milling through there and stuff yeah and it, uh, we we were when it got light uh with the snow and stuff like that they didn't pitch down till Mm. probably 40, 50 minutes after they normally would have pitched down out, yeah. of, the, out of the roost. I would agree. And um, and then they were gobbling. They were vocal, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. And we were having that in, that vocal interaction. We'd yelp, they'd yelp. Yep, yep. And, then, uh, and then lo and behold, we look back and there's turkeys. Now, we've set up toward the opening. That's how it always is. And <laughs> they slipped in behind us. And we had 
three big we had Tom three mature Toms mm-hmm. behind us. Behind us within 18 yards for mm-hmm. probably 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was I wishing knew, I had my bow just. Danelle was going, ah, <laughs> uh, do you think we could spin around? And, and <laughs> could you. The problem, I, and we could have done that. We could have spun around. Avery could have shot out that back window. You just wouldn't have got it. The problem is, I. If I set my camera, I didn't pull the 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 that screen that they have in those right. blinds on the back side. I didn't pull that down because I do not like the video you, through you there because it just picture, yeah. yeah, it just makes it grungy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you not, can see what's going on, but it's not it, focused. It's not focused. Yeah. So I, I I didn't think I could get away with three toms at eighteen yards behind us. Um, Pulling the Velcro. Pulling the Velcro. Pulling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you were wise. We were just anxious. Right, right. You know what's cool? Speaking of Velcro, and I, I would like to talk to the blind companies that do that. Um, and a, a lot of them still do it, even the new blinds. But I have a really old blind, and it's on the other side. And it's set up. And everything on it is magnetic. Yeah. Every cool. window. Yeah, so literally, cool. you could have pulled that down. Right. And it would have come down. You wouldn't have heard a thing. It's right. better than a zipper, and it's better than Velcro. Right. It's they're literally, literally, and they they you throw them up there and they clip on right. there. Just yeah. it's, I wonder it's if it's a, a cost thing. But anyway, yeah. Uh, neither here nor there We're because when with our focus there was it you, Lisa, that said. All these jakes are coming. These jakes. Are, somebody said that, and I turned around. And there, how many? Well, there there's been two hens. Yeah, yeah, I already had the three hens come through. That's the three hens had come out, and they were in our decoys. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, about eight jakes came. Eight through. jakes came through right through the decoys, and then we'd put the the Montana decoys. Um, well, we had a jake and a hen out there a little bit, and then we had some decoys closer to the blind, and they just kind of came right through. Mm-hmm. Didn't that actually would have been a tough shot. They were so close together. Right. That, that yeah, would have been that tough. No, it wouldn't have been a, a good shotgun shot anyway. Because you would have probably... Uh, Taken sh- a few. Yeah. They were all too close. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, of course, we watched that. Then we turn around and the, the toms are still there. Yeah. The, and They're one still tom, behind us right I told minutes. Avery if she was getting a little anxious, she could turn around and shoot the one that decided just to lay down in the trees right behind us. Just drop he down was just, and laid. Yeah. And I don't know if that's part of what, I, I don't know if he was really laying down, but he was doing something that looked like he was laying down, but maybe he was, I don't know. Looking. Yeah. Well, patience, uh, patience paid off. And um, I'm not sure again who said it, because I, again, I was still looking out the back uh, and those toms had now started to move off, because they they were following one hen. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what the deal was going on there. But they, they were kind of lagging. And then next, they were probably about 60 yards away. And maybe then it was you. you. Yeah, you guys were sharing help. footage. And I looked up and I went, oh, my oh, gosh, there's yeah. a tom. That's right, because she had you taken pictures. You guys were sitting there trying to airdrop. Airdrop this picture because we were social <laughs> media and stuff like and that. I looked up and saw that beard and I went, oh, my word. Oh, there's a tom right here, right here. So by the time Avery was pretty quick to get on it but then i'm turning cameras on and and getting everything going and trying to get focused and try and by then i think with just that movement of me getting on him and stuff well, probably us talking too yeah I mean, we were. he he was like oh i'm not real sure about this and he got to the decoys and he, he didn't puff up he didn't do anything he just kind of said uh and started backpedal and there was another tom that had was out, behind him that was turning to go yeah. away too mm-hmm. um and i didn't see how big he was did you he was a little bit smaller um as in beard wise size wise he was the same but that's all i know is i i panicked and i'm like yeah 
because he was coming to the right, and then you, you know when they've got it in their head, they're out of here. Right. And again, right. I think there was enough commotion in our tent because we were so surprised between Donnell saying it, me panicking, you getting your cameras, and Avery even moving the gun. I mean, we we did. That's the good thing about a blind; it's forgiving. It's very right. forgiving. If you do all that with no blind, you just lost. You lost. You lost them at the first you're turn. You're gonna hear him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I literally just, the one time I wished I had a diaphragm in my mouth, and I didn't because we were airdropping pictures, um, and Donnell, we all were doing that. Um, well, and I started telling, once Avery had the gun up, and, and I think, Avery, did you say... Well, that was the thing. I was trying to help her get the gun up and get it in, and... Yeah. You were on him, right? You were, yeah. like, ready, and I... Uh, and I'm still trying to get my focus, and then I get my focus, and then he starts walking away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I told you, Donna, stop him, stop him, stop him. I know. And I don't have a diaphragm calling my mouth or nothing. Out too. And so. I they, just reached over at that little box call. Thank goodness it was right there. And you did the slide. And I did the couple slides, <laughs> and he stopped. And how about how, how high did he lift his neck for you? He just went way over the. Yeah, yeah. He, he poked uh, his head up in the air when she did it. And then. What did you do? And then kill her. Put the hammer down. Put the hammer down. Where did you aim? At the head, but I think I had to shoot it about four times. No, you shot three. But he was down in two. No, I don't know. I no, you only had two in there, and then she had a third when she handed to him. Really? Okay. So, so you, because you shot. I shot it once, and then I think, and I think I hit it in the leg. Yeah, you hit it like. And then I shot it again, and then I hit it like. How did you hit it in the leg? I mean, well, kind of in the shoulders ish. Oh, like it was just like like the wing leg. Where where, where was the bead? (laughs) Okay, so a lot of moving parts. So you, but then you were able to shoot again, and and that time. And then it went and laid down, and then I, and then I shot it again, and then it died. Yeah, but you the second time though he f- he flopped. Yeah. After mm-hmm. the second shot, uh, he really flopped. She hit him really good that second yeah. time. And then he lay down, and that's when his head was up, and that's when you mm-hmm. put him out of its misery. So you you did all of that in about forty five seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. by nine thirteen, and he came in at nine twelve. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. The youngest diva ever for us. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Pretty cool. (laughs) You know, I thought it was just so amazing. I'm sitting here looking at eight Jakes. Here's Avery, 13 years old. Her dad's next to us to watch your daughter do that. And then there's like three hands out there. And in the back, we have three Toms working a hand. I meant, we were absolutely surrounded. That was a great morning. Yeah. And then, morning. and then God painted a beautiful, you know, background for us. We're in these, all these trees and we've got snow on the ground. And, it was, and it's overcast and it's just flat light for, it's a photographer's dream. Yep. Yeah. There was some, a lot going on that's, that was awesome today. It that's was. for sure. Yep. I would agree. And then when you're just about that time, you get some quacking and some geese and the Serengeti still. And when we were walking out, there was a gobble and another cluck. So they're still milling around That's here. That's the yep. most vocalization I've heard. Um, of course, I went to Missouri. Yeah. They did. They gobbled on the roost and they didn't make a peep. And then in uh, Kansas, he gobbled a little bit. But so last last weekend down with the Merriams, they would yelp and they would strut, but they didn't gobble. They we had a couple times like when we first drove in, we had some birds off the side and we pulled over and the and those those birds were gobbling, but that next morning when I got into birds with some of the ladies, I would yelp, they would yelp, and they just spin and drum and do all the stuff they do. 
Um, but he never gobbled. I just thought that was interesting. interesting. Yeah. And they gobbled how many times? I mean, you a would, lot. you especially when you'd get raspy. Yeah. And they, I, and I don't know if it's. It seems like I've got a couple of diaphragm calls. One's a real raspy. I don't because right. of the cut or something. Right. And it sounds like an old naggy hen, right? Right. And I, the, I have the most luck when you get raspy like that, and they gobble. Yeah. And, and they were, of course, and then they all gobbled. You know, one would start, and the, the other two yeah. would jump right in. But Wayne's well, got Wayne's got a few new diaphragms, and it's like the the latex is just cut. It's like tattered, mm-hmm. and it makes it more raspy. Well, we even heard another shot. Um, on a property next to us at a ways, and right after the shot, we heard a gobble. Yeah, it's a shot uh, gobble. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. That high pitch sound. Aves, so. what do you think about um, how it went down this morning? I mean, were you pleased with everything? I was very pleased. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I'm very happy with my bird. Yeah. So you're you willing great. to be a member of the divas? Oh yeah. All right. Oh good. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, that's it's awesome, and it, and as always, it's with you guys. It's it's a hoot. Thank you so much for having us out here, and um, thanks for coming and joining yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I keep us posted on how how everybody does. I I loved it last year after we came out here. You know, I even actually I think before that you guys were kind of. Uh, I was following the uh, Instagram, but you were even texting me pictures and stuff. And you guys had a really good season last year with bringing right. first-time hunters and young women right. and and first-time hunters that uh, literally didn't have any experience. Right. And that's awesome. Right. And the uh, ladies from Cabela's that we're bringing out, they have a zero, zero. like <laughs> minus 10. I mean, they. I think one said they've shot a shotgun once. And so we will literally be doing safety and how to put the bead on. We'll be doing all that from For scratch. For the very first yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And our, our challenge is then, and what we're trying to work on is them networking with other ladies. Because like even on our hunting maps, we actually have the roosts um, colored in and the spring range, winter range and on summer and on public and private land. So what we're trying to do is get them to network together and go up in the Rocky Mountains, if you will, um, but because we really are just trying to help that first hunter and not, you know. You say that, and that brings something to mind because, uh, you know, we've been taking kids hunting for the past couple seasons, and it's a lot of fun. Um, one thing I'm going to try this year, because um, uh, actually I'm not quite sure where it is in relation to where we're at, but I got access to another piece of property um, in this area somewhere to bring some kids but what I want to do is bring a kid and and their dad or their mom mm-hmm. right. because I want to teach them as a unit because turkey hunting is one of those things, that in my opinion, you learn a few basic calls. Right. It's not rocket science. No. And, you, you know, kind of you learn like Lisa was talking about where they strut and where, and then you can pop a blind up. It gives you a ton right. of, of, of leeway to move. Right. Um, and then it's all fine and good if I take – uh, Avery out. She's going to get to go. She has that opportunity because she has me. Right. If I take her friend out, that's cool too. But the only time her friend's going to go hunting is, is she if goes. she goes with Avery, right? right? Right. So if I can take them and take them out as a unit and teach the parent along with the uh, child or right. young adult um, and and hopefully start a new tradition because once you think oh I can get the, I can do this on my own and you go and you get a little experience then you go okay 
maybe I can do a deer hunt or maybe I can do an elk hunt or something. Right. You know, right. uh, turkeys is a great way to uh, to hook an outdoorsman right. because it's kind of like bait. You know, you, you just set the hook. Yeah. And uh, it's like this morning, you, woods come alive. Serengeti uh-huh. comes alive. Right. And they get to see it. And then that opportunity to have that close proximity. Heck, even if we hadn't shot one of those birds, it was a great morning. That oh, was a beautiful morning. So beautiful Yeah, morning. even last year when we had a young lady out here, um, speaking of the Serengeti, um, we were across the river, which would have been on this side, but up. And long story short, um, they came off the roost and they went the different direction. And, you know, I was kind of a little negative, albeit in my head. I didn't say it out loud. She was sitting by a tree. We did not have a blind. And I said to myself, self, I don't think we're going to get these gobblers to come over here because they were goblin. But you could tell there was a there's a big group of them. And um, I, I said to myself, what would Wayne Carlton do? And what Wayne does is, even you heard Donnell and I a few times, and we didn't even get it today too much, but I got after my call. I was very aggressive, and that's yelping. what Wayne would do. And I, I did it hard and loud. And sure enough, one of those gobblers took, took came away from that group came to the edge of the river but we're on the other side mm-hmm. and I'm like and he started strutting now my friend uh, the, our friend that we had never she's never shot anything she is watching for the first time hearing a gobble and watching this Tom in full strut on the other side drumming and mm, strutting that's awesome and I'm going oh he's never gonna come across the river because you know I mean he has to fly across and that they don't like to fly too much if they don't have to but I was like I'm just gonna do what Wayne would tell me to do so I got after it again and he would you know feathers up and strut and I would have told you firstborn and all that wouldn't have happened and you know he flew across the river he flew across the river he landed and my friend she was so in such a world now mind you I didn't set the stage real, and I'll be real quick when the first light came up and we kind of had the the sun came up we could hear the gobbles but an eagle was above us and over in this tree was a wood duck trying to mate with a female and she didn't want anything of it and just watch wood ducks it was the coolest thing uh-huh. and this eagle's above us and then all of a sudden some white deer came through. We have gobbles in a distance. So it's, it's just majestic. It's just such a God moment, if mm-hmm. you ask me. So she's taken all this in. So this gobbler has now flown across the river, the South Platte, and he's on our side. And I honestly think she was so caught up in just the whole thing, she forgot that she was even hunting him. I'm like, why has she not pulled the trigger? Like, he's right there. And she didn't even have the gun up. And so I did a soft, soft, just purr and he came about five more yards and he would fan and I had a decoy out and he would do fan and stuff and finally I'm oh because I'm not next to her I'm like shoot shoot him and finally she gets the gun up and remembers she was hunting and <laughs> she shot him but he came from a group of probably 60 birds came to the river's edge flew across I mean it was crazy and it was one of the coolest hunts I've ever been on so that's a you, that, you painted an amazing word picture there I mean, I I was following. I could see it in my mind what you were just describing. That's why I film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That what you did right there, Lisa, was paint a picture of what I'm trying to do when I come out here because we can describe it to each other. We've seen it, mm-hmm. right? But somebody who hasn't, 
Mm-hmm. Right. You've got to have that person sitting there. You've got to take that person in. And it's not easy. Because you've got to take care of all the logistics because they don't know what they need. Right. You've got to make sure they're legal. You got to make sure every you know the guns. Of course, we did. Uh, you know, we did. We were a little short on ammunition today, <laughs> but we had enough, um, just barely. Um, but uh, in a situation like that, we we have to take that upon ourselves, so that they can just come and be in the moment. Right. And then, as part of their growth, is they're going to say, "Okay, what do I need? What do right. I need?" And we'll right. add to that. So we'll take them down those it's steps. not just you bringing your hunting stuff you actually have to help them right um so in fact the lady that picked me up when we went and did the calling clinic and uh, she she goes oh my word you have so much stuff <laughs> but you know you really do because you're trying to equip others we'd even bring extra camo coats because right. you just don't know right what people have you know well, even when we were walking to cross now remember i told you we crossed the river because i was going to outsmart these birds they'd been on the other side the day right. before and i'm like we're crossing it we're getting waiters we're going to borrow them from our friend and we're crossing we're going to be there at first light so we do all that and they go back to the other side and I'm just frustrated but on the way because we didn't quite get out there as soon as that I wanted to we look up and I because I kind of know an area where they roost and I point to it up there and she's we're not talking and I go and she had of course never seen a bird there was it was covered it would be a tree like this that was just covered in in turkeys and she was just blown away by that you could see their silhouettes right it was just amazing. Yeah, that, that, something like that is, and that's something she'll never forget. No, she texted our e or the other day said how she missed us and yeah, yeah. Well, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, you know, even for what you guys have done in the last two years with Avery and 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 been, you know, almost that. Um, it's one thing when your dad tells you, right? Right. But it's another when gals like you who come in and you, not only are you doing the calling and, and stuff like that, but you're explaining to her, here's why we're doing this. Right. And it makes sense. Don't, don't you think that... Mm-hmm. I agree. It makes it... It's different me telling you. Yeah, because you're just doing bossy. And <laughs> <laughs> they, they do it correctly. Okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, That's sometimes awesome. I wonder because I could tell you the, the sky is blue and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then Donnell or Lisa will tell you the sky is blue and you're like, oh, the sky is blue. Well, she's 13, you know, 13, T-E-E-N. Yeah, right. So. This too shall pass. She'll think he's really cool again someday because yeah. my kids are there. Good. So. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, she, she's, her and I have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, we definitely uh, enjoy the similar um, excitement, you know, adventure, stuff like that. So right. we get to share that. Mom, mom, on mom, the other hand, so she's not so much. I mean, I, I think she would have enjoyed this morning, but she would have gotten she cold. She would have liked the hot chocolate. She would have liked the hot chocolate, but she, she would have gotten sat closer to the heater. She would have gotten cold. I and, don't know how much closer to the heater I could have gotten. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's the picture of that day I'm telling you about. Wow, that is gorgeous. She took that of me walking across the river, which I didn't even know. But. I am looking at a picture on uh, Lisa's iPhone that is, uh, you know, mist coming up off of the river. The sun is setting or rising in the in the distance behind her. It's just, I mean, that's a that's a frameable picture. I right didn't there. even know she turned and took that picture of me. And that's so, gorgeous. but one of my bucket list is a, is a wood duck. I've never shot a wood. Uh-huh. I've shot a lot of ducks, but not a wood duck because I never get. I'm always big game hunting, and they're kind of a bird 
that they kind of get out of here when it starts to get cold and it gets one of the first ducks to leave. And one of my my bucket lists is to shoot a male and, of course, eat but um, eat them, but um, I want to mount them because they're, they're beautiful. so beautiful. Yeah. And so that day watching that wood duck trying to be all cute for that the female hen, I was, I was mesmerized by that. I watched them probably for 30 minutes. He was on a limb and she was just nothing to do. And he was <laughs> upside down and all around. And, oh, my gosh, yeah. he wanted her attention and she didn't care. Where there's yeah. water, there's life. Yeah. The plat's amazing. Yeah. It is. Well... I'm just blown away for me being a dad and seeing Avery uh, be able to experience what I experience on a regular basis and um, and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it goes with it. I, I, I always say I probably get more excited than she does. Running camera helps me because I'm focused on that. I don't right. have, and with you guys, I don't have to worry about her. I know you got her. You're going to take care of her. You're going to make sure everything's there, you know, whatever needs to happen. And um, uh, my only job is to try and get on film. Right. So She, she showed a lot of patience today. Yeah, she did. I didn't have it. I was running out. Yeah. I wanted to shoot those big birds behind us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it worked out great. Well, We've, the one she got was a big bird. I was so. going to yeah. say God sent her a, a nice big one to come yeah. by. Yeah. So. I, I think that for us, this uh, we're going to do this every year. Yep. It's nice. Turkey's nice because it's, you know, we haven't done anything. You know, it's kind of that lulls. It, it's going on into the 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 summer and and um but uh, we always do a hunt in nebraska with my nephews and my brother-in-law is going to come up and so we're going to have a whole camp with avery and then her cousins oh that's awesome Mm -hmm. and uh you know what a cool tradition it's super fun charlie is 13 then sam is 11 yeah jack is nine nine oh that's really and you know and they've all got their hunter safety Yep, mm-hmm. I got them all bows for They're Christmas so last tiny. year. Oh, look at you! You're so the uncle. We're gonna the we're gonna try with the bow, <laughs> but cool. we're gonna have some shotguns in the yeah. blinds. Yeah, have too. that shotgun nearby, but definitely try it with the bow. Yeah. That's I meant. That's awesome. What a great tradition and something mm-hmm. that it's you'll just, always and that you'll pass down to your children because you did it with your dad and your cousins yeah. and. Yeah. I do something similar, not hunting, but we take our nephews and nieces. We have for years since they've been like ten years old, and they're twenty five now, but. Mm-hmm. Um, we take them on a backpacking trip where we go fish for five days, and it's an oh, eight-mile yeah. trip. And, and now they all do it with or without us, but we mm-hmm. go every year, and they've already, um, you know, promised me they'll pass it down with their families and stuff, and I know they will because they love it. But it's just something that continuing, you know, the outdoors, fishing, hiking, hunting. Yeah. You know, this is miniature elk hunting right out exactly. here. Exactly, feathered elk. Yeah, feathered elk. Because yeah. you're calling, and they're you know we're they're responding. You're reversing everything they know. They know if they gobble, the hens come to them, and we're telling them they have to come to us because we know if we go to them, we're going to spook them. That's what those three so. boys this morning wanted. They wanted us to come to them. They did. They knew if they were right there. Like, why isn't she walking over? They to were us? strutting and gobbling, and it was fun. It shows me that they weren't for whatever reason mating that heavily because to let eight jakes follow three hens come through didn't make sense to me i mean why they didn't just come over and beat those eight uh, jakes up i have seen and and maybe you have when you got one or two toms and three is a little different but i've seen eight jakes beat the fire 
out of a tom. Oh, have you? Gang up on him, just mm-hmm. like an old... Oh, wow, uh, I've never yeah. seen that. Um, one time I saw, I was sitting on the edge of this field in Nebraska, and uh, this Jake was following this hen, and then this gobbler come and just ran him off, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and they were it was all out of out of range. I couldn't shoot, have shot any of them, but I'm watching this unfold, and then and the hen's just kind of oblivious to it, and then the the gobbler's strutting around after he's run this Jake off, and it was about 35 minutes later. Like, he'd gone and got some buddies. I was going to say, did he <laughs> go get some six friends? Of them, six of them <laughs> came awesome. in, and they surrounded that tom, wow. and they just, and they ran that tom off. That's awesome. That's I want to see that now. It was, yeah, it was it was incredible. That's I'm always amazed stuff. when you see that tom strutting, or a couple of them, two or three or whatever, and they're just doing everything but standing on their head, and the hens are just pecking away, and they're just eating. Yeah. They have no care in the world. They don't even realize what they're, I swear they don't even no. know they're doing that. They're just eating. <laughs> yep. Old mother hens. Yeah. Yep. It's funny. Well, guys, thanks again. Um, another amazing adventure in the in books. The books yeah. And uh, as always, I sign off that, man, uh, we encourage you listeners, find what your wild is. And if that's the back 40 of your grandpa's farm in the Midwest, or we're blessed to have the South Platte here and 45 minutes away, the Rocky Mountains, um, find your wild and embrace it and, uh, and get out in God's amazing creation and uh and enjoy it and take a kid amen to that lisa and i heard you say find your wild at the cba banquet about a year ago i think when you spoke Uh and so we've we've coined that in into some of our missions and mottos as well good find your wild yeah i think it's so important yeah do what you love do what you're passionate about and not just in the outdoors do it in in your personal life your professional life because it'll make you i think you'll live longer and you will definitely benefit more from that and the people around you yeah you'll live fuller that's mm-hmm, for, sure. for sure. Yeah. Well, God bless, and we will see you guys down the trail. Amen.